to IB Art and Podcast. Welcome I, back. So you know I'm Mars. <laughs> if you're new here, if you're just tuning into the second episode, just a little recap. Last week was just introducing the podcast by itself and introducing you to Kira and I and how we got started with the podcast, how we got here, the influences. And this episode, Church Taught Me How to Art, part one. Mm-hmm. Um some of the context from last week is that you know Kira and I were relating to the fact that we're both in the arts we're both black but a lot of our experiences were were the same yeah so one of those being that we both were introduced to the arts through church yeah and we kind of got into this conversation of like oh I know for a fact like that's not just us because yeah there's so many other friends that we know that are black and they were like, I started off in praise dance on a church choir. and Yeah, he's like, I started playing in the on the piano for the choir or the drums or the guitar mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, church was just, it was coming through. And yeah. so we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, you guys probably hear a voice in the background. We have a special guest with us, um, Mr. Kyle Williams. Um, he's going to chime in a little bit, join our conversation a little bit um, towards the middle. But before we get into that, Mars mm-hmm. and I are just going to speak a little bit about our background regarding how church taught us how to art. So I'm actually going to let Mars start us off because... Do you want to start us off? I'm yeah, just so I'm just so giggly. I feel like I'm gonna start burst laughing again. That's so fine. You know, I got, I got you. Okay. I got you. Girl. I just need a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fine. So, you know, grew up in the church, um, and my attraction to music in general came from watching the musicians in church, um, who were all pretty much family friends. And my uncle was the drummer who he started learning from. Uh, my best friend's dad, who was teaching him in church Mm -hmm. (laughs) so for me um the first time I ever saw the violin was in church specifically and the person who I saw eventually became my first instructor um around what when I was like 10 or so or nine didn't start playing until elementary school with like a group of people but my family members who are musicians or I guess if they still consider themselves a musician most of them um started learning in the church like my mom started singing in the church my mm-hmm. aunt while she's classically trained she also played in the church and was a music director um uncle as i said drummer cousin her husband they had like a little gospel group when they mm-hmm. were teenagers they learned how to play in the church so a lot of my beginnings really start right there yeah <laughs> yeah that's how that's exactly how mine is and i the reason well okay mm, so you know that I started off playing violin yeah. and like, because it, it was like passed down through my oldest sister to That's my middle so sister cute. and then to meet child. Oh, so girl, cute. yeah, it's cute, but I hated it. Okay. <laughs> I hated the violin. Um, and so we just did, I feel like music was like the main thing of our mm-hmm. family at first, but then we, me and my sisters, we are like, we were always in a ton of ministries at church. Like we were, mm-hmm. we were the Daniel girls. Like yeah. everyone knew our name, and it was, it was wild. It was, 
it was a time. Um, but we always did like, along with playing the violin, we sung in the choir, we mm -hmm. did praise dance. And so that's where I started off like doing dance. Also the, um, what was it? The pre-K that I went to, I did like the little cute, cute little after school dance program. And the lady that taught was actually a member of our church actually that's also. So, so all, all of it stemmed from this one church you know, institution in Houston. And um, when I first got introduced to dance, like I, you know, it wasn't really much of a big deal. Like I, I just did what my parents told me to do, you know, go to after school practice or like go to praise dance. And it just wasn't very serious to me. But then um, I feel like I had a lot of mentors in the church and I didn't realize it until like they kind of started like taking me under their wing mm -hmm. and molding me but again like I didn't realize it because I'm like seven years old and mm -hmm. don't really like know what's happening I'm still just doing what I've been told um but I'm very thankful for um my church shout out to Brentwood Baptist because baby she had my back <laughs> um <laughs> but I'm really thankful for it because um I I don't think I would be where I am today had it not been for um, the people that like took me under their wings, you know, at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And they saw a lot in me before I saw a lot in me. Like I'm 10 years old, you know, seven, 10, like don't really know what's going on. But I had this one teacher, she, um, she was the leader of like praise dance, but she also was the director of the dance program at PV. Mm -hmm. And she invited me, I'm like a child, a child. She invited <laughs> me to go dance with like college students. And I was like, oh, that's nuts. I was like, girl, what you that's mean? I was like, I'm seven years old. Oh my God. And you want me to what? You want me to what? Um, and I was, I remember being so intimidated and I was just like terrified, but she was, she was like, you can do it you can do it and it's like it's just so powerful and it really means a lot when you know when you don't feel confident mm -hmm. in anything you know that you're doing at the moment yet someone sees that you know you are more than capable of doing that thing like you know whenever I'm in a moment of feeling down like I think about that moment a lot you know how this person saw something in me that I didn't and so um again it just all like stems back to church you know being being the root of that and um I think another reason why a lot of black artists have the same like story of oh I started off in the church because of access mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. couldn't afford to go to these studios like in Houston like especially the one that all my friends went to when I was in middle school that mm -hmm. I got teased about because I couldn't afford it I was mm -hmm. like it was rough y'all right but like I'm like it was expensive like who finna pay $500 a month for dance training like no and uh, and I don't know what how much orchestra lessons are or piano lessons or all that expensive. stuff but I'm like there. I'm sure it's all very expensive yeah. and so like I think that's why the church is so important when it comes to or it's a very important part of my story because mm -hmm. it was the thing that gave me access to the arts when these studios you know weren't coming through for me you know like no yeah I definitely feel that because the instructor the one from church like 
thankfully for her, she was a family friend and I also knew her through church and she was like just getting into teaching. So mm -hmm. I was like one of her first few students. So for me, I wasn't like paying the price that, you know, I might charge right now, mm -hmm. which is, you know, 60, 70, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. Her, she let my mom do 30 for like an hour, mm -hmm. um, which I'm super grateful for because that made it affordable in the beginning for yeah. me. But um, definitely the church being like a support system for the arts for us as mm -hmm. a kid, like as kids, that definitely reigns true. Like my first little recital, my first little duet or trio, I did with my best friend and her cousin who were also being taught mm -hmm. by the same person. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, we want you all to do this at whatever event, whether it was a regular service or a holiday service or a holiday event. Um, they were like, yeah, we want the kids to do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're playing these instruments being taught by one of our other members. Yeah, come in and play. It could literally the songs had nothing to do with church yeah not a thing nothing to do with church um but they're all like relatively classical ish mm. um or they were like okay if it was like a christmas song or a christmas event then yeah yeah that made sense but all the other times i had us play it was like y'all just this is so cute. Like, looking back, I think it's so cute. As yeah. a kid, I but was they terrified. Gave you, they gave you an opportunity. Though. Exactly. Like, that's what's, like, the exactly. most important thing in all of this. Like, in it, at the end of the day, I feel like it wasn't about money. Like, that's at what all. I love about, like, there the was black no money community, involved. you know, or, like, at least my community, like, back at home. Like, yeah, it it's, a, it's an exchange. Ooh. It's like, you know, you got those people that be like, okay, or I have this best friend, for example. Mm -hmm. She's, like, really good at doing hair. And I'm like, okay, girl, so you braid my hair and I will stay up with you and help you write your essay you know or like right. like, like an exchange it'll be kind. an exchange of some kind and <laughs> i feel like that's what that's what Listen, it was like we love a barter system. we love it baby because this money baby we ain't got it. <laughs> i don't got it but <laughs> but yeah like it would be like oh if your girls come dance at our program then i will perm their hair you know like that's so cute or iowa whatever and it was just it was so great and i just loved like the support system that i had you know and you know yeah and she got a little special place in my heart no yeah and it's interesting that like that support came from the church because i feel like there are so many other situations where people are like oh that's what does that have to do with like the church itself mm -hmm. Um, but it really comes down to like your church community. And yeah, it's the it's, it's the, communi the community. It's the community. Like yeah. we're not here talking about religion. Not like at we're all. not not at all talking about yeah. Like <laughs> it's the it's the community. It's the of community it specifically. of yes, exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes, <laughs> we love a realization last minute. Yeah, because it, it it is separate, and I don't want people like listening to me like, oh, you know, a certain thinking that we're talking about like a certain religion, and it's, it's like, like this no. religion is what provides you that support because that's not it at all. It's the community yeah. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I think black church community is a... It's very arts-oriented, if we're it's, being honest. It's arts-oriented, and it plays a significant role in our history as black people in the United States. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into it yet. We're not going to get into that. Day. But... Say, let's get into it. <laughs> Kyle, you're going to get he's us a, He's so ready. He's so ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that another day, because that's like... Oh, that's a speed. That's on a its history own. lesson right there. Um, mm. But I'm gonna shift us a little bit because I want Kyle to start sharing with us. Um, but because we have, because we started in the church mm -hmm. and 
at a very young age and con- and considering the fact that we've continued to um explore career in you know these fields of music and dance mm-hmm. um mars and i as we were discussing this episode we began talking a lot about identity and how when you're introduced to something at a young age how it becomes a part of you mm-hmm. so much to the point where if you get older once you get older and say come to a point where you want to take a break from it um for example like how you know once i came to school making that choice between joining a dance company and choosing my education like it was very hard for me to step away from dance because it's so interlocked with my identity like what we were asking ourselves like what would it look like if i didn't find my identity in dance or mars Mm -hmm. didn't find her identity in music and we were like well you know we can kind of talk about it and explore the what ifs but we don't actually have that perspective Mm -hmm. of it and so that's why we wanted to bring in our special guest um kyle because he can I think he'll 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 be he'll do a great job of providing us that insight. Um, so yeah, let's let's Kyle. Would you like to start off by telling us just like who you are and um, if you have what's like what's your background in the arts and like how you got started? Yeah. So hello everybody. My name is Kyle. I am from Florida. I'm a Florida boy. And <laughs> come on, Florida. <laughs> come on, we, we rep Florida. We rep Florida. Um, I'm a first year in the master's program in clinical psych right now. And I met Kira through a mutual friend. And then Kira ended up introducing me to Mars. So we've just like ended up forming a great bond. Um, the three we of love us. It. We love, love it y'all. here. Love y'all. Love it. Um, and I'm super excited to to be on the podcast to to talk with you guys. It's awesome to. We're like, so see happy you guys to have this. you. No, really. It's so cool. So cool. Um, and I was a pianist for about ten years. I started in in third grade. I think oh, with wow. like around eight years old, mm-hmm. and I ended up playing until I was eighteen. Until I graduated um, high school. So it was a big part of my identity for a very long time, and now I don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and having you guys like talk about this, bringing me on the podcast, it's it's like brought back a lot of memories from playing the piano. And it is crazy to kind of just like reminisce on mm-hmm. on like all of those past things, like how much time I spent playing the piano, and just like how different it is now for me like not touching one in yeah. a long time. Yeah. Did you feel yeah. like um, in those, how many years is that? What, three to eight, 18? Three, yeah, that's about. 15 years? Well, or, well, no, well, third, third grade. Third so grade, about eight, so it's about like 10. Three to eight. Man, you didn't you know, play the piano. <laughs> you know what? Playing Moonlight's not at three <laughs> years old. Ooh, imagine. <laughs> Prodigy. Um, yeah. In those see. years. <laughs> <laughs> from third grade to age 18 yeah, to, okay to grade, yeah. there we go. um do you did you feel like you identified as a pianist because i know like mm. me and mars were talking once and anytime i went somewhere and someone asked me who who are you who is kira i was like i'm a dancer that was it you know like yeah identity was in just dance in and of itself like I didn't think about any other things in my life um it was just this art form so I'm curious if you had that same experience I think I did somewhat Mm -hmm. I don't think my whole identity lied 
in playing the piano and being a pianist, but a big chunk of it was that because I spent so much time doing it mm -hmm. and so many people knew that aspect of my life that I did play the piano. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When you got into the piano, like, was that something you wanted to do? Was that your parents? Like, what kind of mm -hmm. got you started there? That's so, yeah, I was going to touch on that too. It's so interesting that both of you guys have the same story of like having it be from the church, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like how you guys got started. With me, it was my family's big on sports. Like, my brother mm -hmm. has played soccer, like, my dad played like soccer and football. My mom was a cheerleader, like, all this stuff. So I feel like it was always important in my family to like play a sport. So mm -hmm. I would just like bounce around from like all these different sports. I'm like, none of these like stick. Like I, I did the soccer, I did mm -hmm. the swimming, the gymnastics, yeah. like all, all those different things. And I remember I was in my parents' room and there was like this humongous concert going on and some guy was playing the piano in front of tens of thousands of people and everyone's like cheering, it sounded beautiful. And I just remember looking at that and I was like, I like I want to do mm, that. That's so that's beautiful. Oh, oh my God. gosh. <laughs> wow. That's actually adorable. So I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And I and I will be that. Like I, I am going to do that. And I looked over to my mom and I was like, that's that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like however we can figure that out, like let's figure out lessons, like let's do something about mm -hmm. that because I feel like I would be super passionate about that endeavor. And my parents were supportive and there was a woman who lived in my neighborhood um, and she did piano lessons. And a lot of my friends, actually, I didn't even realize a lot of my friends went to her for piano lessons. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just how I started. Like she, she was very talented and she was like, yeah, let's let's get you playing the piano. And That's wow. so interesting to hear because I feel like when you're, how old were you? How old were you again? Around like eight. Around like eight. That. I feel like your parents usually like tell you yeah. they yeah they tell you what yeah. what you're gonna be mm -hmm. in. You're gonna be in sports. You're gonna be in music. La 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 la. Mm -hmm. And so like hearing that you were like, yo. I saw this piano. I want to do that. I want to do that, and that like your parents were supportive of, supportive of that. Like I think that's really beautiful to hear. Yeah. And I'm curious, like if more people have had that experience. I like to think that if I went up to my mom that I, and I was like, "Yo, I want to play this," that she would be like, "Yeah." But I actually have a memory where I did that, like with mm -hmm. the cello or like with the flute or something, because my friends played the flute, and I was like, "Oh, it looks so cool to." have a little <laughs> yeah it's like i want to do that and i remember asking my mom i was like yo can i play flute she was like no she was like no uh -uh. she's like we have a violin in the family already you're gonna stick to that I'm one instrument <laughs> I, I won't say though it was all butterflies and rainbows yeah. the, the whole <laughs> oh, 10 fair. years definitely in in the beginning it was like that and I remember my parents bought me a keyboard so I would like play the keyboard whatever in the very beginning and then my teacher was like you need to actually like buy a piano mm -hmm. like and that's it's a big feat it's it's expensive yeah. Like, like thousands, yeah, thousands yeah. of dollars to <laughs> that's money. buy this yeah. piano and I was like 
yep, like, let's buy the piano. Mm. And I remember we went to the store and my parents looked at me and they were like, if we buy this piano, you're you better playing, play it. You're playing <laughs> until you graduate high school. <laughs> and I'm eight years old, so obviously I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, like, yeah I'm gonna play it till I graduate high school. Like obviously that that's a given. So we buy this <laughs> piano, and they're like, you're locked in for the next ten years. That was that was a ten year investment right there. Wow. Ooh. That is so funny. I feel like that's how a lot of things are. No, like, yeah. Once the money's buy, in it, you yeah. gotta yeah. you have to. Yeah. So I buy it. You better keep playing it, man. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about your life right now mm-hmm. and, um, do you ever feel a pull to go back to piano? Um, whether it be in a rec- recreational way or in a, you know, more serious, I want to actually get back into the profession. Yeah. Um, and I have another question, but I'll, I'll save it for after Yeah, you can answer that one. I don't know if I'll ever go back professionally looking on it now. I would like to, but I just think life is is very hectic and and chaotic and de- like I I just don't have enough time to dedicate to doing mm-hmm. that to yeah. to do it professionally even though I would want to. And it does hurt sometimes like looking at the piano and realizing that I that I don't have the skills that I used to have Mm -hmm. because now I'll like go to the piano at home and I could play like a scale Mm -hmm. and an arpeggio. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I used to be able to tear up. I I would tear that piano up to shreds. (laughs) But like now I'm like looking at it. I'm like, Oh, I I could. It's like, maybe yeah, Yeah. I I could play a scale. Yeah. um, I I think like that (laughs) aspect is, is a little discouraging. I do definitely want to get back into it a hundred percent it's it's hard though to to know know your potential and know how good you once were and then Mm. to start all the way kyle there it is there it is is. and to and to start all the way from from step one yeah and it's like i i know how to do this already like i i know this so that part is is difficult. No, that's say. that's thank you for highlighting that because that's a good point. that is that's what I fear yeah. with dance and um you know, I right now I'm in a space where I don't I'm I don't think I'm going to give it up um mm-hmm. because I think I would like to try dancing professionally um once I graduate here, but even in thinking about just entertaining the thought of taking this next semester off, like it scares me because of like I think that I'm gonna lose all of my skill, yeah. and once I start trying to, um, you know, once I start getting back into the studio, I'm gonna have to start from square one, and you know, I don't want to deal with that. You know, yeah. you know those thoughts of, dang, I was once so good at this, and now like I'm back at the beginning because it's a lot of work. Like art is a lot of work, and like you said, like the commitment, yeah. like you. I feel like sometimes there's no in between and maybe this is just because I am so close to dance and it is so intertwined intertwined with my identity still like there is no it's like you either do it fully 100% or you mm-hmm. don't yes. do it at all because yes. it requires a lot of time and it's not something that you can have to you know no yeah as well as you 
you can't put 50% of your effort and expect an amazing and expect outcome an amazing when outcome. it comes to any yeah. art form. Like if you're going to yeah. be in the studio, you got to be yeah. in, in the studio yeah. like consistently mm-hmm. and and yeah, if you if you can't commit make mm-hmm. that commitment then unfortunately like sometimes you are put in a position where it's like okay, I'm just not going to do it yeah. do it at all. Yeah. Um and I had another question in it was did you feel guilty when you walked away from the piano? that was a hard hitter sorry i mean i don't i don't know necessarily guilty i think in the time period where i walked away from the piano i was kind of ready to walk away Mm. from it but looking back on it i wish i at least kept up somewhat Mm. so then i would i would be able to pick it back up Mm -hmm. like i wish i like still looked at music or still was able to like play around with with a keyboard or a piano but it's hard when you when you go to college like Mm -hmm. you're swamped with all this stuff and then all that kind of just goes to the wayside Mm -hmm. so maybe guilty a little but i can't beat myself up over like a decision that happened years ago Mm -hmm. so so you mentioned being ready to walk away from the piano like what kind of led you to being ready to walk away like if you're able to like can Mm -hmm. you recall how you were feeling like at that time about the piano specifically yeah yeah i think during my high school career i did too much like i Mm, think i will do it burnout will do it that'll do it that'll do it i was focusing on on way too much i was doing like 10 million classes i was leadership roles in 10 million different things i i was just juggling so much and i would just i would stay up till like three in the morning like doing all this Mm. stuff i i don't know how i did it personally (laughs) bless Bless you you. thank you i don't know how i did it personally because i you you won't catch me so many people you said this was in high school yeah Yeah. you sound like me so many people were like just going crazy college because college and extracurriculars like I don't know if this was just y'all real s- complete side story, but like the adults at school, like the teachers, admin, they were definitely stressing like, yeah, you want to make sure you have a good balance of extracurriculars and good grades. Mm. They talked a lot about, you know, students who had great grades, but they didn't do any extracurriculars because they were so worried about their grades. And then they weren't getting into these like top schools that they thought they'd get into. Because of the lack of extracurriculars? Yeah, because that's a big yeah. thing. Like at the time, you know, undergrad schools were looking at like, okay, can you balance being a part of your community and your grades and mm. not just being in your books? Like we want mm-hmm. someone who can be involved in the community and keep their grades up. And so that was something that was like being super stressed at the time, at least when I was applying. Um, so I remember doing anything and everything, but yeah. then I'm in all honors courses, I'm in advanced courses, mm-hmm. I'm in AP courses, mm-hmm. and I'm leading 10 clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so interesting because I feel like when I went to undergrad or just when I started applying to colleges, like they weren't focused on the extracurriculars. Like, or maybe I just, I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention to everything. Like, I don't know. Like, I just opened the application and I was like, okay, what do you need? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I feel like it's, it's it changed in, a lot. It has now. Like, sure. it's, it's very much looking for a very well rounded individual mm-hmm. rather than. You got a sixteen hundred on your SAT, yeah. and you yeah. have a four point It's like if you've 
like if you have that that's amazing that's mm -hmm. great you're an amazing student but all you did was schoolwork. Mm -hmm. right. Like you, you didn't do. See, yeah. you didn't it's like, do did you live? Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. Did you live? Yeah. Did you live? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So it is common that just high schoolers just stress themselves out, going crazy in the hours yeah. of yeah. just like. Mm. I do remember I when I did extracurriculars, it wasn't for the sake of like college, but it was just because I just genuinely enjoyed, you know, mm. being in the clubs, you know, staying after school, hanging out with my friends. And, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but my schedule was crazy. Like I was waking up at 5 a.m. to get on the Ooh. bus in the morning at oh, school no. before everyone. <laughs> when I tell you, oh, I no. rolled up to school and there was nobody there. Like no. I got to school at like 6, 45, seven. No. Classes. No. <laughs> <Class>. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, horrible attendance. No. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm just, no. I'm, I mean, I would have gone, but like, wow. No. no. That is so funny. Girl, we was, I was girl, up. That's nuts. Up, girl. It was, we can, we can touch on my background later. But Man, yeah, nuts. we were up <laughs> really early and I wouldn't leave school until like 8.45, oh, sometimes okay, 9.45. PM? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, at midnight. Because of ooh, okay, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, um, no, 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 to both it. of those. I, <laughs> I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would leave it like eight because if it was um, say dance concert time or uh, which I guess is kind of an extracurricular, but there it was it my major. Uh, but uh, like is. Black History plays that I was in, you know, mm -hmm. or sometimes just being at school was so fun, like. The people were just, yeah. I mean, when you go to school with a whole bunch of artists, it's, like. That's why it was fun, because it's like, you get it. It's like victorious. Oh, so you went to a yeah. performing arts, did yeah, both, we both, both of us went to performing arts did. school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when it okay. was like it was holiday season. It was a time. Musical season. Listen, the all night, um, all day rehearsals, the night rehearsals going on for four or five hours yeah. after school's over. My school would get out at 430. And mm -hmm. so they'd give us about 4.30 is crazy. Well, so we would start at 9. That, that was us, too. We used to get out. <gasps> yeah, actually, we would start at actually, 9. Actually, no, no. I take that back. We didn't get out that late. We oh, got it at like 3.30. No. Okay, yeah, 3.30. We sorry. had an extra <laughs> hour for <laughs> our time <laughs> of work. No. The way they had it set up was like, school starts at 9, you go through your academics, and then the last hour and a half, <laughs> two hours of the day, you spend in your ensemble. So like the entire orchestra working on their work band working on their pieces all of the dancers in every grade mm -hmm. together like working on their big performances for their fall concerts the winter concerts the big winter holiday spectacular um that we would put on which is the entire school and all the departments <laughs> everybody everybody everybody, everybody. It, it sounds glorious <laughs> but it's literally hell it's literally <laughs> hell um even now like anytime i'd go back to visit the kids are like we're stressed because they're getting ready for the spectacular it's quick changes the for everybody it's called the holiday spectacular yeah <laughs> and it's nuts it was nuts <laughs> two all day rehearsals yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's too much at 15 the first time Oops. Too much. you got to be careful people who have mics on it's like listen if you have a mic on, shut up if you're downstage. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even, I'm part of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's nuts. So like any, there were several times where I definitely remember my mom was picking me up from school mm. at 1130, almost midnight. 
And I'm like, cool. That's do you have wild. my monster? Because I have to do homework. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's way Midnight too is crazy. Much. I'm yeah. getting in a bit. Child, I was going to do homework and I had a little monster energy. Like, okay. Monster? Mm-mm. Child, ooh. Mm-mm. Y'all, y'all was just like me, staying up extra late trying to <laughs> yeah. do I feel like and I didn't you... answer your question. What, what was, was my question? question? We started with guilt. We started no, with... And then I asked, like, what oh, drove you oh, to, like... what drove you? Oh, like, having a busy schedule. What, what drove you to be ready to give up piano? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I have I have another story. What what was the nail in the coffin? Yes, mm, so, please share. So that I love a nail in the coffin. That that was the the beginning phases was me just being very busy mm-hmm. with with all that stuff, as well as the piano's hard. It's a difficult difficult instrument it to play, is. and it's very it can become very frustrating. Like there's so many so many keys There's if so you press many. one wrong key That's and it's it. like it is yeah like you just want to yeah, you just want to smash the piano like, <laughs> um but i i remember my very last recital that i did mm-hmm. um it was i don't know what like a four person piano piece is called it was it was four people though like I, a quartet a quartet a quartet if you will oh, <laughs> this <is> nuts <laughs> It was a quartet. Like there were four pianos, or like you guys were it was, one piano. It was two, yeah, two pianos, and then two, two people two on people each. Oh, on each. that's still nuts. And it was like like a ten page song oh, that gosh. we were doing mm-mm, for mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. for the recital. And we we don't do we don't do sheets of music at our recital. Like you memorize all of it. Oh, so, oh this was cutthroat. It, it's cutthroat. It was this no. song was probably the one of. Top top three most difficult songs I've he ever said, played, I'm done. and the the three people who I was doing the quartet with are very very talented mm. pianists. Um, I think the four of us were like, out of all the students that she taught, she probably taught like seventy to eighty students, Ooh, honestly. Wow. And I would say we we were, we were the top dog. Come now on, I, now I sound on. stupid saying that. No, <laughs> no, no. Say it. Like, it. Okay, Listen. Okay, but that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, and, if you were good, you were good. And that's why she wanted the four of us to like to play this piece so then it could you know, like just be that final piece yeah. of the whole entire recital that's like, wow. You know, like that that was an amazing amazing. And with a banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and with a banger. <laughs> and well. I feel like I know where this story is going. Mm-hmm. And I remember we're like working on this song so much mm. like it it was such such a difficult song and i i felt myself falling behind the other the other three mm. and they were like the actual day of the recital we're, we're getting to oh, that okay, we're okay. getting to oh, that so this is just like this is just yeah this is just the okay. yeah the um yeah the rehearsals and like all that stuff preparing for the recital mm. um I was I was just very busy. They they were younger than me as well. Mm. Like I I was focusing on That's on a lot of things. Mm. So they they were going going going. And I remember during um, one of like the last rehearsals of the four of us. Um, I remember my teacher was like, "You have to go slower because of Kyle. Like Kyle can't keep up. Mm. Like that would have ripped me apart. Because mm. they." But, I, but they were they were going at sonic speed like they they were playing this song at sonic speed yeah. i was like yeah we, we gotta play it like this because because your boy can't can't do it like yeah. That. yeah yeah and it stressed me out because i knew 
when when it comes to recital day, you you play your songs faster. You know, you it's know, what yeah, that like adrenaline yeah. kicks in and you're yeah. preparing yeah. to play it faster. Yeah, you you normally play it faster because you're a little nervous, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was practicing a bunch to try and perfect it as much as possible because mm -hmm. I knew it was it was probably gonna go quick. And I remember getting getting up there. It's recital day. Like everybody plays. I'm nervous. I go up there. Um, and we, like the song begins, we all start playing and off rip, I mess up. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm hearing the song. And like like it, it, it doesn't sound right. And then I'm like, uh oh, and I'm looking. Then I'm like, oh no! Like I'm the one who mm. who's playing it wrong. And then it the song picks up and everybody starts playing super duper fast. And then I I just lost it. Mm. Like, and I was playing, I was messing it up. And then I just I just like took my hands like off the yeah. off the piano and oh. I was like, oh yeah, I'm. You're I like I'm packing it up. You're like I'm We're done. done. I'm done. And it was bad because I probably messed up on on page two mm -hmm. and. We, we got ten, we yeah. got eight pages to go <laughs> yeah. so I, I was just sitting there like uh yeah and and once especially with that song when when you you lose your footing when it's hard to get back in you you yeah. can't mm. you literally can't get back in like when when it came to that song like if if you messed up like you're that's done yeah. yeah that's it and I remember my teacher, she like didn't even tell me good job or anything. Like I just like oh. I just like left. I, I just left the, the recital. I was like, oh Dang. yeah, I, I did bad. Dang. That's oh. that's what ended it. Dang. That was the nail in the coffin where I kinda was just like, I'm leaving for college soon. I like I don't have time for another recital. I spent all this time mm -hmm. months and months and months and months preparing for this piece and like the one time that I needed to perform it. It just didn't, it just it, didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. It didn't go well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like ugh, music is hard. Incredibly. Music is so, so hard. Because I've, I've had an experience like that, too, Same. when I played the violin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was, I feel like it was my tipping point, too. I was like, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I, having, doing, doing two arts at the same time, it was very clear which one I was good at and which one I wasn't. Like dance always just came so naturally, but the violin, I always had to like put 10 times more um, effort into yeah. it, you know, just to be somewhat good, you know, not still not even at the level of everyone that's in the room with me. Um, but it was, ooh, let's see, it was eighth grade and we had to do eighth grade recitals and it was encouraged that everybody do a solo and I did not want to do a solo because I- Wait, I'm sorry to- to no. cut you off did you do a performing art school throughout yes yeah i did okay. um in middle school okay. it was when i started going to performing art school and mm -hmm. then high school okay um and so yeah in eighth grade um we had eighth grade recitals and it was encouraged that all the eighth graders do a solo but i was not confident in my skill at all but i was like okay you know i can I know I can hang in there if I need to. You know, I can blend when we play with the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we can blend but in but baby, when by yourself. Baby, if I'm on my own, we just... It's like, it may not yeah. sound the way you think it will. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I remember I was like, I'm not going to do it. But my um, director, he was like, no, Kira, like, you should do it. You're fine. And so we yeah. picked out a solo and everything. And everybody 
that played the violin was insane. They were oh, in. That's usually they were insane. Yeah. They were so mm-hmm. good, and I mm-hmm. saw how naturally it came to them. And I was like, "You put no effort into that at all, mm. and you sound amazing." Yeah. You know, but here I am, practicing my butt off for hours, and I'm still not getting it right. Like I still can't get through the first page without messing up. Like mm-hmm. you know, and so anyway, moving the story along, moving the story along. There we go. Um, I went forward with uh, doing the solo and I practiced, practiced, practiced. And I got to a point where I actually felt like confident. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go onto the stage. I'm going to own it, whatever. Get onto the stage. Oh my God. Oh it, my God. It, it didn't go as practiced. It didn't. It, it did not. <laughs> it didn't go as It planned. did not. And. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I felt so embarrassed because everyone else yeah. that did their solos before me were incredible. And then, then there was me and I started off good, but then like once I got to the middle and it was like two or three pages long, once I got to the middle of the first page, like I just like completely messed it up and the whole orchestra's playing behind me. You've got people like, baby. Oh, know. so it was a solo solo. <laughs> it was solo. a solo solo. Okay. Oh. I thought this was like a solo by yourself. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, wow, so you had it, orchestra. I had the orchestra. On Everyone's you. relying on me, you know, oh, and no. you know, once I do a certain <laughs> note, that's when they know was. to do, baby. It was it was out of Suzuki book. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And uh, well, I, me and Suzuki, I want to, honestly, me to, this day, yeah, right. <laughs> like, to this day, like, 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 Suzuki, Suzuki solos just are hated them. Me and Suzuki, we need to meet Lee because they just, they just, <laughs> it's no, like they that girl, but at the same time, it'd be no. like, please leave me alone. <laughs> no, but yeah, the whole yeah, orchestra was relying like, um, on me and it was terrible. No, you're okay. What were you gonna say? I was gonna ask, did you guys like what genre did you guys? Like to play like classical or jazz or oh classical classical but my orchestra we did we sometimes did um, like Harry Potter or mm. uh, a theme from another movie or mm-hmm. something maybe like Agincourt like you okay. know there were there were you know plops of um, pop every now and then but for the most part it was classical at least when I was like doing like solos and stuff it was always classical music mm-hmm. yeah I think for me it was mostly classical like I grew up being cla- classically trained um, but like my first school instructor a lot of the songs we did were you know bluegrass or jazz related in some kind of way um, sorry guys the audio or and video may have just jumped a little bit. We had a little situation where my camera died, and so we had to <laughs> we had to plug her up and move her back a little bit. But yeah. we're back on track. Mars is gonna continue sharing really quick. <laughs> um, yeah, no, me, you know, occasionally played like Western music. So we did this. One of the most like enchanting things that we did, I will say, is the musical theater music. These were like old musical theater pieces. So like mm-hmm. Porgy and Bess, Carousel. Mm-hmm oh wow talk about a swoon like (laughs) i didn't remember that but for the most part it was like different genres within the classical category Mm -hmm. um even when it came down to like our solo pieces that we had to do for like the solo and ensemble festival oh my gosh solo and ensemble, which we were required to do we had to do a um chamber piece and also a solo so yeah, wow. having to do that, I was like, okay, this is this is what it is. Um, I didn't really get to start choosing the genres that I was playing and mm-hmm. 
getting to decide what I really like to play on my own mm-hmm. until undergrad with mm-hmm. the instructor that we mentioned um, last time. And that's because she like was like, yeah, what do you enjoy playing? Like, I want this to be enjoyable for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, so she was that turnaround for me because I was five seconds from not going into music at all. Like when I was applying to schools, it was either, okay, I'm going to do music ed or psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, so my top That's two schools. You. That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so had I chose to like had I chose to go to the HBCU, I would have been in psychology. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's important to play what you want to play because mm-hmm. that's what makes it enjoyable. If you hate classical music, yeah. why are we gonna be sitting here and mm-hmm. playing classical music? You know, and. I remember when I was playing, I used to play like a lot of a lot of classical, and I told my teacher I was like, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't, I don't like classical. Yeah. I, I like jazz music. I think jazz music is is amazing and mm-hmm. beautiful, and that's what I want to play. I don't want to play classical. So and I think I, that's sorry. Or I was just gonna say sorry. I think that's awesome that when you went to undergrad that you were able to explore those different avenues, those different routes of um, kind of just seeing what your music taste mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. rather than being assigned like you played this or you played that like no I'm no. gonna play what I what I'm yeah, interested in what I'm truly interested yeah, in. yeah. And I was just gonna say um I feel like when you decide to pursue art in an academic setting mm. sometimes you don't know what you're signing up for because like you my so my sister for example she's studying vocal performance um, or she just graduated yesterday, Woo. actually. Ooh, so proud of her. Um, but she's studying vocal performance, and she, but she likes producing. Like she produces her own music. Like she does pop and jazz and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as she decided to major into it, she had mm. to learn classical. Yeah. Like my sister's singing opera now, and like she's like she's good at it, you know. And and I think that it's it's exciting for her. But I don't. I don't know if that's what she was expecting when she initially yeah. like signed up to do it. Like I think she thought that, oh, you know, if I'm going to major in this, I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like going back to what you said, it's important to do what you like to do because that can <laughs> it's a significant factor that leads that can lead that can determine burnout. Oh, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. like because. If you're forcing yourself to do something for years and you don't want to do that, you don't want to do and you may like the instrument or you may like dancing. But if the style that you're practicing in is not something that interests you, then it's like, yeah, like I want to give this up. I'm done. I want to leave it. And it's hard even when you do like the style, but there are aspects of it that you're like, why does it have to be like that? Mm -hmm. That also makes it hard because then it's like, yeah, I like the song, but I don't like playing the song. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I do have some enjoyment for the song, it's like, I don't want to work on this. Mm-hmm. It's not what I want to be playing. And yeah. that was like a big disconnect for me was like, I enjoy classical music and I enjoy playing certain genres of it. And I, I'll i listen to it whenever. But actually playing it sometimes was incredibly exhausting mm-hmm. just because of a lot of the technique that goes into it. And... That's where I was like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Especially when, again, you're playing it for a grade or you're playing it because this is something you have to do and you're yes. required to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, like, it's 
more comfortable it feels better when you have the choice to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and taking it into academia like it takes away that choice it for does you. Take, they it does take, take away, away that, choice. that choice because it's like i talked about this a lot in my adult education course as much as in academia teachers like to think or like teachers like to structure their um mm-hmm. lesson plans or like their curriculum around being student-centered nine times out of ten it's still not student-centered you know it's not looking at the needs and the wants of the students and then structuring um you know the plan for the day off of that it's the Mm -hmm. teacher comes in i'm telling you what to do and like mind you like i get it you know if this is the curriculum that we are supposed to be teaching students then like we can't really get away from that but yeah it just like it makes it hard it makes it it makes it hard like it makes it hard to keep going and want to choose to keep doing this thing that once brought you love but now it's just like making you really sad yeah Yeah. puts pressure on you as well Mm -hmm. to to do that stuff no yeah it puts pressure on the student it puts pressure even on the teacher to a certain extent because it may not be noticeable as the student but like now having been on both sides of that the teacher can definitely see when the students aren't feeling it and it's hard for them to actually do it Mm -hmm. um and it's so interesting to see especially like in high schoolers like I distinctly remember um when I was student teaching for the secondary portion of my senior year there was a piece that the kids just weren't really into and you could tell um but I will say the one good thing that like my mentor teacher did to kind of balance it out was that he chose the first two to three pieces and then he let the last piece be like a group decision Um, And so that gave them some kind of agency a little bit. And Mm -hmm. they were obviously really into that one, but that made them a little bit more into the others as well. Because they were like, oh, we want to do all these so we can get to this one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it worked pretty well. But, you know, that's not the case in every district in every area. That's just a school here in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's a whole nother That's a whole different thing. We don't get into that. Schools and different districts and depending Mm -hmm. on where you are, because baby texas is different from then new york and florida is different from yeah oh my gosh so many things to talk about so um, many things but, but i do i think we're gonna have to start coming to a close um but i wanted to end by asking you kyle um if you had to give some advice to people who are within the arts and thinking about stepping away from it um what would you say to them <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I would say make sure that you're ready to mm. step away um, as well as it it can it, it, it can just be difficult mm-hmm. to to step away um, from this stuff if you've put so much time and an effort into this art so just make sure that you're truly okay and truly prepared to um, to leave that and to always make sure it has a special place in your heart Mm -hmm. because you have dedicated so much time um, to doing that. That's what I'd say. Mars, what would you say? I don't know if I can speak to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or what would you say to people who um, are in the arts but are wanting to take a break? Because I feel like taking a break is different from stepping Stepping away away. completely and I think that that's the phase that we're in Mm -hmm. right now. Um, it's only hard not to take a break and it's like you're gonna grapple with it Um, but be okay with knowing that like 
wherever it is that you're taking a break, um, whether, you know, it's coming out of high school or coming out of undergrad or even going into like a master's program, like where specifically you and I are, mm-hmm. um, taking that break, it's okay to do so and to give you sh- yourself that peace and let yourself gradually fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Don't think like, don't put yourself on a deadline um, to get back into it. You can get back into it whenever you feel is appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge is just going to be being okay with it and not, you know, beating yourself up over, oh, well, I still haven't done this or it's been so long since I've done that. That's okay. You'll get back into it when you get back into it, if you get back into it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay but you have to be okay with it. Yeah. I would also um, say, okay, another piece, another piece. Um, all ears. <laughs> I would say it's like, as like, don't, don't beat yourself up. It's okay to explore different avenues and mm-hmm. you ending that chapter of your life isn't the, the end all be all mm-hmm. like it may seem. If your identity is so wrapped into that art if you do leave it, it can seem like like an, a complete identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just take take things one day at a time mm-hmm. and really just explore what makes you happy, what makes you you. Because there could be multiple different things that you know you have passions for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kira, what would you say? What would be the advice that you'd give? That's a good question. It's yeah, funny because I asked it and I don't even know what I would say. Um, Put you on the spot. I don't know because I, I think I'm still I've, I'm still grappling with the fact that I am taking a break. Yeah. Like it is, it has been very difficult. Um, but I think I'm coming to learn that it's okay for life to be open-ended or mm-hmm. for you to be in a season of life where it's open-ended and you genuinely don't know what the next day or what the next five minutes of your life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm so used to, um, since my identity is, you know, so heavily um, influenced, like, by dance I was so used to having a very prescribed you know this is what I'm gonna say every single time someone asked me who am I and that was I'm Kira the dancer but now that I've walked away from it like trying not to put pressure on myself of finding a label that fits what I am or who Mm -hmm. I am in this season because I don't know and like it's okay to not know it's Mm -hmm. okay to explore other other interests it's okay to have other interests and you don't have to feel guilty about that um and that you know dance is like it's like a relationship you know it's like a relationship with my home it's like a relationship with people like Mm -hmm. you know i love it but sometimes i need space from it too and it doesn't make me love it any less it doesn't mean that i'm closing the door on it forever but it's like i have to give myself the ability to look at what life looks like without it Mm -hmm. and it's always there I can go back to it you know I can go take a class any day but again there's no pressure um just like what you said like go back to it when you want to go back to it when you feel like it's the right time to go back to it because if you 
force it upon yourself, then your relationship with it is only going to get worse. So I guess just giving myself space, give yourself space, give yourself time to not have it figured out and know that you can go back to it anytime that you want. So I actually do have a final question for you, Kyle. Lay it on them. I promise you, this this one isn't nearly as deep as that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had the hard hitters. You got to You got to get them. You got to get them. While you're here, gotta do it. Gotta do right. it. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Mars is like he's, he's not coming back he's <laughs> not coming back no he'll be back we're actually going to delete this episode and re-record it without Kyle yeah. right he's like so I mean, sorry guys fair enough friend. this will never be released <laughs> just Un- kidding unre- unre- put it in the archives <laughs> right there we go um <laughs> no but um in your advice you definitely mentioned like about keeping it close to you in some kind of way so it made me wonder do you see a future where the piano might be a part of it a little bit <laughs> even if it's like wait wait Mars, one more time one more time i don't know why y'all y'all are making me laugh okay we're funny people funny people y'all funny. Okay. happy uh, people y'all know that song no 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 oh my god that are ma- i'm sorry it's okay maybe okay, we know bye, more bye, of it bye, bye, i don't I'm know sorry, just sorry. continue oh, okay so sorry it's fine so sorry <laughs> um <laughs> I, ugh, wow Keeping it close to you. Keeping yeah, yes, keeping it close yes, to yes. you. Do you see a future for you at some point where the piano is back in your life? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I honestly when I when I go back home for break, when I go back to Florida, I definitely will be be playing a little bit. Cause it, it does suck when how do I how do I put it into words? Like People know that about me, and then mm. you'll you'll see a piano, and it's like, oh, Kyle, c- mm. come come play us mm-hmm. something, go do something, and then I'm like, no. oh, like I like I can't. Cause, no, cause like, gen- no. Yeah. walks away. No, <laughs> no red heart. No, but but I say no because like genuinely, I I can't do it anymore. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't like played like a real song in in a couple years, so. I do I do want to go back so then I'm able to like show that side of me like show show that mm-hmm. um so I I definitely do think it will be present in my life it's just hard to to bring it into it when there's so many things going on yeah. but yeah. yeah I do I do want to display that side of me to to other people Cause all, all I can do is talk about it, you mm. know. Like, I could talk about it, but I can't. I can't show you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so valid. And I think that's also a part of like stepping away is that it doesn't have to always be away. And yeah, you can go back. It's okay mm-hmm. to bring it back recreationally. Like, it doesn't have to be necessarily a part of your identity again. It could just be a nice pastime, um, which is something kind of like my aunt does now. She's no longer a pianist, but she gave me my first few piano lessons when I started on that. Mm-hmm. And every when we had a piano, occasionally we'd hear her in the house, like, she might go and hit a couple keys, and yeah. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's coming back, and now she's playing Shredding. a whole song, yeah. and she's Shredding. 
just that's, for memory. That's what I want for yeah. me. Yeah. That's what I want. And she'll do that every now and then. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she doesn't classify herself as a pianist. And she hadn't, like, she hasn't while I've been alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she never yeah. did. But, um, you know, it's okay to do that as a pastime of, like, yeah, you know, I like the way this sounds and how it feels, but it's not a part of me yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I do that with violin. Ooh. I mean, and, and I played the piano for it. Mm tiny tiny bit oh, i have my like the three staple songs that i will play in front of anybody and i'm like yeah i can play but see that's that's what i need and i i messed up in that regard because i should have that's what i should have done i should have <laughs> had those staple songs where i could be like oh I yep can i can play the piano yeah, and let me let me do it but yeah i don't have that just get those three staple songs and you'll be good um but every time i go home too i'll like pull out my violin just to make sure that I can like still read music or you know my hands still know the positions and stuff and then about 15 minutes I'm like all right no I feel bad I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> but you know just still trying to keep up with it and because mm -hmm. it was a part of you at some point yeah. and I think that you know if you want you don't have to just shove it out you know like yeah. you can still yeah. acknowledge that it was there um even if it was a bad relationship with it you know in my case like yeah like it's fine <laughs> it's <laughs> fine it, that happens, it happens. <laughs> hated the violin y'all hated it hated it fair hated it. I, listen it, it may be my child but i get it yeah <laughs> like, it's, it, it is a, it. the love-hate relationship love-hate relationship so with art in general like i feel like everyone experiences yeah. that with something something yeah. with yeah. something that's yeah. my relationship with like visual arts is how i, I can't even talk about visual arts right now <laughs> I, listen i like, almost that, went that route episode three i did <laughs> i almost i almost went that route but uh mm -mm. it was so frustrating it was so frustrating so i get it i get it i, get I can't it. do it um but okay i think I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we did it. I Kyle, did. you did it. You I made it to it, the end. Guys. You did it. We're so I did it. we're so proud of you. Truly. And thank, thank you for guys. joining us and yeah. giving us your input. It's it's been it's so very great. valuable. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys for for having me on. It Absolutely. was it was fun. This is a a brand new experience. I've never done something like this before, Yay. and I'm happy Yay. that I got to do it with you guys. Oh, Kyle. very happy. Yeah. You made me cry my little heart you go baby cry <laughs> all right y'all well thank you for tuning in to episode two y'all it's been real it's been funny it's um, been a time per mm -hmm. use right um we'll see you next week we'll see you next week next week we'll be talking about representation Heck and yeah all things that so uh we're excited and looking forward to you guys tuning in again yeah but in the meantime bye-bye <laughs> <Goodbye. laughs>